Hello, everybody, and welcome to the American Citizens Podcast, a post-World Cup edition. Uh, my name is Gray. I'm here with Josh. Josh, we have been sitting here for about a half hour talking while I finished something up. So we're in good form today. We are. We are. We're in really good form. And, and this goes down to, like, me even I, – I set an alarm – to watch the World Cup final because I was going to be like everyone else. I mean, who doesn't want to watch the World Cup final? So I set this alarm to watch the final, thinking it's at the same time as the third place game. And I wake up, uh, literally, I'm walking to my room to turn the TV on, and I get hit with the Apple news notification: France wins the World Cup final four to two over Croatia to capture their second crown. And I was like, "Well, about that." <laughs> so. My form hasn't been good today either, man. I, it's just, I mean, we are we are in fine form, as you said. I we I, we have looked several times at the the penalty award um, in the first half of the World Cup final that the English media has decided is the ultimate disgrace to the game, and we both agree it's a penalty. Yeah, it's a penalty, man. I mean, he um, moved. I, and I know that everyone says, oh, you know, you, it was VAR, and you look at these things in slow motion, everything looks like a penalty. First of all, no. Second of all, he moves his hand, opens his palm. I don't know. He I, smacks the ball down. Like, he smacks the ball down. It almost, even if you're watching it in, in full time, it look, or in, in, in uh, at full speed, Rather, when he hits the ball, it, it just it looks like it's the motion of smack. He tried to be sly. Why can't? Why is nobody saying this, man? He tried to do the little tricks that you learn, you know, where especially as the ball. The little tricks that you get away with when there's not VAR to look at your every move. Exactly. It's the little players are going to have to adjust to how they commit fouls in the box. Like unless they play in England where we're still hiding from this technology. <laughs> where apparently VAR technology is a bridge too far. Uh, you know what, man? We found our cultural equivalent. Baseball to English football. Like how long has it taken all of them to be change resistant? And baseball's still pissy about replay. Like so many people hate it. I completely forget that they can challenge now in baseball. It's because, well, what has happened in baseball is there have there are a bunch of things, you know, like like with this kind of like where if you if you steal a base or slide in a second and you come off the base for like a millisecond, but the but the defender holds the tag and you're suddenly out when you never would have been without replay. Stuff yep. like that drives people crazy. It drives me crazy, and I wish they would change the rule to like make it like, unless you make a move toward the next base, then you are once you touch the base, you are considered you know in, and then you don't have to you know, if your if your left foot comes half an inch off the base for a half a second, then you're out. You know, it's it's almost like trying to define a catch in the NFL. Like yeah. good luck. I, Everybody, you know, everybody's like, oh, soccer, you know, it's, uh, the VAR doesn't lend itself well to this sport. It's like, well, you know, every sport has obscure, arcane, hard-to-parse rules, especially the NFL, where the rule book is basically like, you know, if all 17 of these conditions are met, then this will be the call on the field. Is you know. Like, if you if you ever want a trip, like, go and listen to, like, you go watch, pull up YouTube video of refs, like, giving explanations for go, Fox. Go, Jimmy Sorkin's in Hockley. I was about to say, get on YouTube, type in Ed Hockley, enjoy your day. Yeah, just type in Ed Hockley, and, and, and there is a reason that that dude left the law, I think, for football. Like, aside from the... I, I'm just glad that Gunge Jr. is in the NFL. Like, Ed Hockley's son, because he retired. Like, you need somebody to keep up the guns tradition. And if you don't know, it, we're not actually talking about physical guns here. Ed Hockley always seemed to wear... He, he basically wore an Arsenal jersey, is the best way to describe it. <laughs> Every game. And, and he just has these ridiculously jacked arms, and that's how he got the nick. He's called the Gun Show, and it just sort of got shortened to guns. Yeah, and it, it became a meme. Basically. It became a meme, yeah. So, but, but, Ed Hockley yeah. succeeded in his goal of becoming a ref who was known... Greek wide by name and not just because he was bad at his job because he was flamboyant at his job remember Mark Clattenburg 
He was the Mark Clattenburg of the NFL. That's a good way of putting it, man. And Ed Hockley, Ed Hockley could announce a decision like nobody else. Like it was definitely Mark Hockley or Ed, uh, Mark Hockley. There we go. Mark Clattenburg pulling that's, up. That's an officiating nightmare right there. Oh my God, dude! We we just created a Frankenstein. Well, we just created a Frankenstein's monster on here by combining Clattenburg and Ed Hockley, and I'm not even sure how I feel about that. Imagine if soccer referees had microphones to like explain. If every time you award a penalty, right. you have to explain why it was given. Imagine that. Oh, right. Awful. right. <laughs> I mean, the thing about the, the thing that I love about soccer is that the rule book is is literally like seventeen or eighteen. That like that's that's the laws. You know, like it doesn't take much to memorize the laws to enforce them. I guess is another issue. But yeah, man, this is kind of to me. This is the this is one of the equivalents of when you see guys lining up for a corner and there's, you know, jersey tugging and grabbing. It's like, look, man, you just hung on to the jersey a little too long and it, and and whether or not it was a foul or he just opted to go to ground at exactly the right moment, you know, there's nothing you can do. You shouldn't have done that. Like, you know that Hitting the ball at any point with your hand is against the law. So why even make a motion if you have your hand up there? Why even, like, just hold your arm? Just hold it to yourself as close as you possibly can, you know? Like, it's not that hard when you're trying for a header. People do it all the time. Yep. I know know why people are mad. It wasn't, you know, watching it live, it's not super obvious. And it is a World Cup final. It was a tie game at the time. Um, and frankly, if I can be blunt, a lot of people wanted Croatia to win that game because they were the underdog. And England, England and France have some history that goes back a little ways. <laughs> but let's let's be honest. I I, I completely see why it was given. And I yeah, don't I, have any problem with it. If nothing else, I see why it was given. Like, if if you can't agree with it, can you see why it was given? Yeah. The old seen him given. Anyway. Basically, yeah. Anyway, man. Yeah. One story short for me on this is this. Croatia has been way too battle-tested in this World Cup for me to believe that one penalty did them in and defeated their minds. Look, that wasn't it. France was just a better team today. Like, let's just stop. You know. It's just the way that it worked out. It, it sucks. I wanted to see Croatia win too. I was a little bummed to see that notification. I, yeah, I do think I on, expected this on paper. On paper, I do think the most talented team in the tournament won. They yep. certainly weren't the best playing team in the tournament, but you know, uh, they this, is, this is what it came down to, and I think any English fan can appreciate this, man. That you know, your midfields are the engine that win you games. And France and Croatia were probably the two best midfields in the entire tournament. But where the teams differed is that going backward, France was much better. And going forward, France was impossibly better. So you you have a situation where one team got there on grit and gall. The other team got there largely on the back of their talent. And this is the game when they decided to put it all together. Like it just, it sucks, but it worked even, out that even like, then it, it took them a while to uh, put it together because they weren't really good in the first half, but Pogba, you know, scored a fantastic pass to set up a goal, scored a, a, a really, he did score. I'm 90% sure. I totally just watched this match. Um, <laughs> yeah. I never remember who scored unless it was the team I was pulling for. I'm not curious. Yeah, Pogba scored. Mbappe scored. Pogba. It was. A, it was a fine reminder of what Paul Pogba can be when a certain Portuguese manager is not locking him in a box. Creativity and forcing him to play the Man United role. And, um, and you know what's crazy about this is that Didier Deschamps is no Pep Guardiola. Like by all no. rights necessary, people are were as pissed with Didier Deschamps heading into this tournament as as anyone. Like a lot of people, people felt were like, already ready to give Zidane the France job before the tournament even started. 
Yep. <laughs> I mean, Didier Deschamps can now step away, which I think he should, because I don't think he's going to replicate this success. Yeah, he's, he's at the peak of his powers, and he should be like, I'm good. Peace out. I won you a World Cup as a player. I won you a World Cup as a manager. I am your I'm god. When you bring back the monarchy, put me on it. But for now, <laughs> I'm outie. Yep. Give Zidane the job. You know what? Let Zidane do that, because... In my opinion, there's this is kind of what makes international management a bit more suited to Zidane in that Zidane, Zidane doesn't put out great lineups, but he knows how to manage talent. He's not a man Zidane manager. Zidane can manage a circus. Yeah. Man, everyone looks at Real Madrid and they're like, oh, look at all those, you know, yeah, I could win the Champions League with those, but no, you couldn't. Because there's so much politics and so much pressure and so much expectation in the Real Madrid job that you have to have a cool head on your shoulders to navigate that. And he does. He does. He very much he does. He obviously it's, showed it with all the, all the titles he won. Yeah, I mean, dude went back-to-back Champions League. And, and he wins the Champions League the second time pretty convincingly. Uh, over a really good Juventus team. Yeah, largely on the back of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a crap domestic season on, like, every single level. But, I mean, they were just leaps and bounds. I remember when people were were, were right, sending Real Madrid home in the first round, and I'm like, uh, no, I think this team's probably good enough to make the final again. Like, I don't I don't know what it is about them, but they'll they'll get the job done. And I think it's getting back to my point, what, what, what suits him – really well is that I think the international management, because you don't get as much time with the players, really all about managing the talent, which which I think suits Zidane's skill as a manager. So uh, I would expect, I think everyone uh, would as well, that he'd probably take over France following Deschamps. I, I don't see where where else he goes. I think he would do it, yeah. I mean, all every job now that would be up worth Zidane's time is, is filled. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's not going to want he doesn't want to manage Napoli. And and the thing is, is like normally you'd say no, Zidane should have to, uh, you know, manage another international team first and work your way up to it. Like that kind of gets thrown out the window when you have the kind of success he did at Real Madrid. Like you not already... to mention the status that he still enjoys in France. Yeah, Zidane, he's a national icon. Yep. And national icons tend to get those opportunities when even when they shouldn't. But Argentina not... let Maradona manage them in 2010, who has accomplished way less as a manager than Zidane has. I, you know, every time I think about fucking Argentina, I forget about that. <laughs> I forget that they allowed him to coach, and that did not go well. That just did not it go did well. Not, no. Um, oh my God! Yeah, I well, mean, at least say what you want about Sabe. He took him to a final. You know, man. I, I I I will say this for people who think we're going on too long about the World Cup, like because there is we, important. We are going to get to see the World Cup. Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's the biggest tournament of the year, and we just wanted to talk about it for a little before we got on to things. Like, how do you not? Don't, final don't be like this. You all watched it. Stop yeah. giving us that look. Yeah, you watched it too. You're probably for people who tuned it off uh, after we said it wasn't a penalty. They 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 probably you know I don't know. Uh, but well, there's I, some. Yeah, it's fine. But uh, yeah, so all nobody, right, nobody listens to us till the end anyway. So yeah, speaking of, speaking let's, of, let's talk about City at the World Cup. City finally have a World Cup winner. And it's a guy who didn't play a single minute. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most city way to do it, though, isn't it? It is. That and acquiring a guy who won a World Cup. Yes. But all the same, congratulations to Benjamin Mendy. um, Who more than made up for his lack of minutes with his celebrations at the end. I just, the second I saw him get his hands on that trophy, I'm like, that thing's about to go for a ride, man. Mm -hmm. I just want, you know... Can I say that after Benjamin Mendy is coming off a massive injury that I'm not the least bit disappointed that he didn't play a single minute in the World no, Cup? Me neither. I, I'm disappointed for him in the sense that I know every player is – like, you don't get to that level without wanting to be a part of these things. You just you just don't. It's, it's not – it, it, it's in the fabric of a person, a, a, every athlete at that level, to want 
to be in control of what's going on. And uh, I know for him, he probably wanted to be out on the field. But for me, I'm like, hey, you spent more than two-thirds of City's year on the bench with an injury. I'm cool that you did. Because for, for, for all the players that City now have at the international level, not a single one was in – oh, take it back, Danilo. I'm sorry. City did – did lose Danilo, which actually to me is, is is kind of a huge blow because City were already kind of thin. That's why they makeshifted Fabian Delph as a hey, congratulations to Fabian Delph for actually getting in a game and coming in fourth behind Belgium, who Absolutely. came in third. Congrats to the captain and Kevin De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. Um, we should probably get to that game yeah, in a little. We'll just we'll go over the big the big teams and the big players. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's your reaction to this is the same reason is the same reaction I had when Leroy Sané was left out of the Germany squad, which was basically, look, I'm incredibly sad for him because he deserved to go. But from a personal standpoint, rest up, enjoy your summer. We'll see in Ju- we'll see in July. Yeah, the photos I've seen of Leroy Sané trying to get bigger and stronger, like you can clearly see the work he's putting in in the gym. I like to think that the Germany snub made him mad too and gave him something to prove. Which would yeah, be very much to City's benefit. Yeah, that's that's something I'd really like Leroy Sané to carry that chip in his shoulder because you watch that game with Germany and when they got knocked out, and, and you and I were both tweeting like, if only had Ger- if Germany only had somebody with they absolutely could have used them unlock one of these defenses. Like they just looked so slow and meticulous out there, and it was just evident that this World Cup was all about offense, man. Offense and set pieces. Mm-hmm. Set pieces. Set, set pieces. pieces and own goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I honestly would have died laughing if FIFA had given the golden boot to own goal. Probably deserved it more than Harry Kane. Yeah, but... can we, If we can be honest about Harry Kane, great group stage. Scored a lot of penalties. But he was anonymous in the knockout rounds. And frankly, if he'd played a better game against Croatia, they would have won. So, basically Messi in the 2014 (laughs) Cup. (laughs) Basically. Um, You know what pisses me off is that Messi didn't do a damn thing in the group stage, whereas James Rodriguez did. And they still gave the golden uh, boot to Messi over. That's how the golden boot has become a consolation, or the yeah, the golden. It's become sort of a consolation prize. Yeah, they gave it to Modric, who, to be clear, deserved it. But you know, it's just kind of like, oh, the guy who led his losing team to the final didn't. You know, unless there's some exemplary performance elsewhere, it just sort of seems like it's like this consolation prize. Yeah, I mean it. I don't care. I can't bring myself to care, but... Yeah, I'm sure that they file it away and, like, I don't care. Like, it goes in the trophy cabinet next to uh, your developmental league. Or, like, if Pogba had lost, I'm sure he'd have put, like, if he'd won that award, you put it next to, you know, your 2013 under-18 World he'll Cup put, win. He'll or put whatever. it next to his Europa League medal. Yep. Um... Yeah. That uh, too. Let's see. So going backwards, I, I want to talk about England because it's England, and it does did have three city players featuring rather prominently. Um, and and city played a crucial role in, yes. in in that game. You could you could see what they tried to do, and they didn't always have the players to do it. But there was so much Guardiola, so much Pochettino, and so much Klopp in the way England tried to play at times, especially in the group stages. Um. So you can you can tell who who the clubs actually which clubs actually have an influence domestically now and it's 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 them, but look, I will outright say that I think John Stones had a fantastic World Cup and I think it bodes really well for the club season ahead that he did so because he was fantastic more often than not. Um, <laughs> He was at, he was literally at fault for yeah. the goal. Actually, two city players were at fault yes, for the goal. Um, 
Yeah, Kyle Walker was on there too. Kyle um, Walker, Kyle Walker slept on uh, Perisic, who was able to get that header into back, and then John Stones turned off, allowing Mandzukic to get in behind him for the goal that sent Croatia to the World Cup final. Which is so, a real shame because city on city crime. Yeah, which is a real shame because Stones did. That was really the only high-profile error of the entire tournament, and of course, it cost him the entire game. But chance yeah. to go to the... <laughs> that's, that's, that's how you it know, happened. Was it Raheem Sterling? Do we get into Raheem Sterling? I mean... Uh, briefly. Look, the, uh, <laughs> everything, whatever we say is just going to end up drowned out in the, in the maelstrom of hot takes anyway. Um, I think he had a good... I think he had a, a, a decent World Cup. I don't think he had a great World Cup because for on one hand, you watch England after they took him off every game and they just suddenly had no idea what to do in attack. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was the only player who, who, who was good enough to really link midfield and attack because Jordan Henderson sure as hell wasn't doing it. Jordan Henderson was busy sitting deep, peeing 40-yard passes to no one in particular. Um, and the England midfield just had no creativity whatsoever. Nope. So, so much of that onus was on Sterling. Um... I think he was vitally important to everything that they tried to do, and all the good things that happened were in part due to his influence. On the other hand, he didn't, you know, at some point the goals do need to come and the assists do need to come, and I know the assists aren't always down to him. Somebody's got to finish off the freaking chances. Um, You know, this... Well, I'd like to say this, too. England were up one nothing. Harry Kane gets the ball in the box. He has Sterling literally like three yards to his right, where if Kane passes the ball over, Sterling taps it in and England are up 2-0 and likely go on to the World Cup final. Instead, Harry Kane bottles the shot. Well, actually, the keeper makes a decent save, although I still think Kane bottled. When you have a keeper like that, you need to pin it. You, somebody of Harry Kane's... Harry, yeah, if Harry Kane is as good as you think he is, and has he shown he has been in the past... He needs to finish that. The, and the, the top, the, top strikers at this level finish those the, chances. The second, the, the second shot, I'm kind of, oh, all right, dude, that was a, a damn impossible angle, sort of, but... Yeah, you shouldn't have hit the post on that one, and Sterling wasn't able to to get an impact that play in any way. But you know, it, it doesn't for for all those people who say Sterling missed Kane's setup. Yeah, but he would have been ruled offside anyway. This one actually would have been a goal going the other way, but Harry Kane escaped that criticism. Yeah, my Where basic I? my my I wonder why my basic assessment. I think Sterling had a solid World Cup. I think he's a good player on that level. I think he absolutely can and will become a great player at the international level. And that will come when he starts doing what he did at Man City last year, which is, you know, getting the right position. Obviously, he's playing with very different teammates in a very different system. Um, But, you know, the day will come when he starts, you know, there's the ball from he plays creator for everyone around him and and contributes a goal here and there as well. I think that day will come. But, you know, he's still so young. And I think that we lose sight of that very easily because it feels like he's been around forever. He was supposed to be a big part of the last World Cup team. Um, But he's still only 23. He's going to be right in his prime in 2022. He's going to be 27 years old, right in his physical prime, will have had several more years under Guardiola at that point. Um, and uh, that that's 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 what I'm looking forward to, honestly. Because I think that when that happens, I think we're going to be looking at a, a very, very good player by that point. Yeah, I agree. And we all know that uh, the reason as Sterling... As long as he's given the chance and as long as no one freaking knifes him. <laughs> you know, me- metaphorically knifes him in the meantime. Yeah, I, 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 I just, uh, you know what? I think that <laughs> yay for Pussy Riot performing at the World Cup final. I mean, <laughs> to, 
<laughs> Sorry. Um, and Sam Pauli just got sacked by Argentina. There's a shock. <laughs> I mean, he did jack with that team. They were awful. They were just. You know what makes me wonder? Was it was it because of him that Chile were so good, or was it because of Chile that Chile were so good? I saw an interesting tape on take on Sam Pauli, namely that she is or he is. What am I on? He is. He's kind of a system guy, and Argentina did not fit the system at all. Argentina need a manager. You know, if you're going to the World Cup, you have to find a way to make the most out of having Messi, um, and then figure out the rest along the way. Whereas that doesn't really go with how Sam Pauli prefers to manage his teams, which is he has a clear idea um, of how the collective is to play, but that would have, you know, would marginalize Messi. No, that's not going to happen in Argentina. So I think Chile were good because Chile... But also because Chile obviously had a well-drilled system in place that was able that they were able to fit into, which was not the case with Argentina, who basically just had here's five really good attackers, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I would even argue that they didn't have five really I mean, good. Yeah, you know, they have five who should be good, but have never always been good at Argentina. And you know, you know, off the top of my head, I can name the four. You know, Messi, Aguero, Di Maria, Dybala, all of them have been great in their careers at club level. Not all of them have done it for Argentina. Yeah, and it's kind of sad, especially Aguero, man. Like, I love Sergio, but he has not been good at that. And yet he still led them in World Cup scoring, I believe. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, On account of being the only guy to score more than once. Uh, I mean, all in all, I think City players did well at, at the Cup. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the performances that were put in. Uh, Let me talk about De Bruyne. Yeah, and dude. How he... frustrated I was watching Roberto Martinez use him as the deepest of deep-lying playmakers. Like, um, and then he finally moves him up against Brazil, and he gets one of the goals of the tournament. Uh, and he got one of the like. Didn't he provide the assist? One of the most amazing assists in the uh, the tournament too. When he, he is out, used the outside of his boot to send a, a curling ball in for for a headed in goal. And it, dude, De Bruyne has just proven that that dude is filth. Like it doesn't matter what level he plays at, he's filth. Like I mean. I don't know what the hell Roberto Martinez was thinking, changing the system that worked so well against Brazil and and changing it against France, who I, I don't understand it. Because if you, if you put any sort of pressure on France, they seem to wilt under that pressure. But it's like people are too afraid to take it to them because of what France have going the other way. And even though Kylian Mbappe proved that he's that dude – you could argue he didn't have the kind of tournament people thought he would because teams largely committed uh, a, a one dude to stay back and a center back to kind of drift over and keep him from getting in behind the defenses. It, it's kind of like using a too high look. You know, you've got that. You've got those two safeties provide coverage. Um, it's very similar to that. And, and I don't understand why Belgium didn't do it because I think they got better on as like, I honestly thought Belgium were going to get a tying goal. Um, it ultimately didn't happen, but (laughs) you know, uh, (laughs) Kevin De Bruyne, I mean, I, Mark Stein was absolutely right when he's like, just once in my life, I would love to do anything as well as, as, as the way Kevin De Bruyne can strike a ball. Like, I mean, he is just, he's a creative force, dude. Like, yes. and he can, he can score. Like, that, God, I love De Bruyne. I loved watching that Belgium team when they were, when it was working for them, because it wasn't always working for them. And that's been a problem with with them for a number, in a number of international tournaments lately. And that they just, like, they throw all this talent out on the field and, and for, like, 60 minutes it doesn't work but it's the other 30 that you buy the ticket for yep um because you know you've watched how they came back against japan when it looked like they were dead and buried um 
especially that that last goal with the counterattack from De Bruyne. I know that Romelu Lukaku is a Manchester United player who gets his fair share of criticism in a lot of a lot of areas, but that you, if you watch him um, on that counterattacking goal against Japan, it is a masterclass in center forward play. He drags one defender out of the way. He drags the other defender out of the way. He dummies it to kill off any remaining chance that it's not going to get to Chadley, who all has, all he has to do is finish it. That's fantastic center forward play, and it's it's why I think even on De Bruyne's goal that yeah. was created by Lukaku. Yeah. Uh, the the goal that I was talking about against Brazil uh, that was created by Lukaku, just holding everything up and. He he was just able to take two defenders with him, and then from that, De Bruyne was just able to streak in, and, and that 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 middle center back was never able to recover. Somebody had to run with De Bruyne, and that's not going to happen. Like it's just not you're not going to run with him. He's surprisingly quick. I hate that term, but but in this case, mm-hmm. I think it does apply. Deceptively he, he, so, yeah. He doesn't look like he'd be a guy that has those kind of wheels under him, but he does. And, and I mean, he's not Kylian Mbappe, but, I mean, the dude can move, and, and he knows how to drag the ball with him. He knows how to use – I mean, Romelu Lukaku definitely endeared himself to me. I I, I, I took Belgium in this tournament mm-hmm. because the Dutch were out, and, and – I had a fun ride, man. Like, I mean, I, I should be used to this as a Dutch fan playing a <laughs> game, but or or my team not winning the final. But you know, I mean, all in all, I I think De Bruyne. If out of any city player there is, I think De Bruyne undoubtedly had the best World Cup. Yeah, I'm not going to root for Lukaku the second he's wearing a Manchester United shirt again, but he's a very talented player, and I think that. You know, if you put him in, a, in 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 another team, I really think he could be. You know, his overall contribution can be so so vital to to a team play. So praise to him. De Bruyne is awesome. Company was solid once he got back in the team. I mean, yeah, he, company. Company did wrong. He made some important clearances. Like they were calling his name a lot, man. Like he was, he did a job. And it went after it looked like he wouldn't even play because he hit he picked up that injury right before, um, right before the World Cup. Um, it's you know, I was just thrilled to see him be able to, and he got a third place medal. So did De Bruyne. I I mean that's probably it for the golden generation of Belgium. They're going to be past thirty in the next World Cup, but they. Well, I mean, I'm, say that, but uh, they got a lot of talent. Modric, they got a lot of talent. How about how, how old are Modric and Rakitic? That's true. That's true. Um, but if, if you look at, if you, if you, I'm, I'm really glad that I'm, I'm sorry they couldn't win it. I would have liked to, to have seen them win it, but I'm glad that that generation could at least get a medal out of this at the very yeah, least, even if they never the get anything else again. And, and they yeah. played in, in, in a semifinal that a lot of people thought was the final, you know, the way that it was played with how tense it was with, with how, con- how tight the field was and just how constricted the game was. And it was very much a heavyweight punchers uh, in that first half. They were kind of feeling each other out, like, okay, what am I going to do? How are we going to attack here? And and the game, of course, gets more open as it goes on. But but I, I think that Belgium versus France was probably one of the best games of the tournament. Um it definitely had the ups and downs. Like people were kind of frustrated with the slowness of it at first, but it's like you said, you're not buying, you're not buying the ticket for that part of the ride. That's the incline on the roller coaster. You know, that's the incline. Everybody has to go up to get the 80 foot drop. You know what I mean? Belgium played, frankly, three of the best knockout games of the tournament, the three, two yep. against Japan, the two, one against Brazil and, and, and the, and the France game as well. I see what you're saying. As a team, they probably played the best. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, not even, not even like just the most entertaining. Um, eh, I mean, Croatia probably would would hold yeah, my card up. When anytime going to penalties, I'm I'm going to assume that your game has been highly entertaining. Yeah. Well, that's probably not the case, but in this case, it was. So, but either way, man, you, you if you if you were a fan of Croatia and Belgium in this World Cup, you got your money's worth is, is the point we're trying to make here. And I and I was and I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, 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 um, uh, 
Gabriel Jesus reminded us all that he's still really young. <laughs> have a very fine he World Cup. He had a rough time of it, yeah. And I did not blame them for, for switching to Firmino toward the end, even though they never actually pulled him. I was surprised by that. Um, he brings a lot to your team, but it, frankly, he's just he's so young, He well, it wasn't happening for him. I'm also, here's the thing about Jesus, dude. Uh, Jesus is, is creative in that he can, he knows how to pass, he knows how to create some things, but he's really, uh, I almost don't know if center forward is the position for him. Like, he's kind of in this weird in between, like, I think he would fit the false nine role really well. Yeah. He would fit the false nine role, but he's not messy. So I don't think you're going to get much out right. of it in terms of like, and, and he's not enough of a threat outside the box. Like that's my big issue with him is that he's still got some yards to go at, at, in terms of his in the box finishing. And he's got miles to go in terms of what he does outside yeah. of the box. And I'm, I'm not remotely worried about him. No, I'm not the either. The talent is there for all to see, but, you know, I think this this moment just came too soon for him. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what? I'm not, you and, and I... There's nothing wrong with that, really. It's, it's, it's going to be really, I think it's going to end up being a valuable experience for him. Yeah, and, and like I was saying, I don't think you and I were sold on Brazil as a team anyway. Yeah, there's a I, lot of... I don't care for Brazil much. I don't think that it was really warranted. They didn't ha- really have a good defense. They don't really have a, a a midfield that that's going to win you games. And there's just Neymar just honestly doesn't do enough as a leader. No. Um. And and I just he's so talented. But we we were talking about this. It's like Neymar has gotten to the point where even when he's legitimately fouled, the referee is so convinced that he's diving that he doesn't get anything anymore. Yep. Um. Let's see. Uh, Ederson didn't play for Brazil. Kind of sad about that because yeah. I don't think Sin was all that great. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't remember Nilo played at all for Brazil either. Well, I, know got, got, I know he got hurt for Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> I think Danilo played in the group stage. I think uh, that's right. But, yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's going to be out. I'm, I'm very literally scrolling down the roster right now so that we cover everyone. <laughs> um, Kyle Walker, I think, proved why he's not a natural center back. Yeah, I... I... <clears throat> he's a guy who, who's... He's one of those guys who he's obviously so valuable to what City do, but he can also make a mistake here and there, and he made a few too many for England. Um, not his natural position. They played that three at the back um, with the wingbacks, and... He got shunted to the center, and I. It, I he never, really, he should have been the wing back, like comfortable. Yeah, but Trippier also had a really good World Cup. Yeah, and I get that. It's, it's a no win situation. Trippier had a had a good World Cup offensively. I don't think he pieces, had. Yeah. Like, um, and at the end of the day, England had to play like the last five, seven minutes, ten minutes of that game because Trippier couldn't continue. Like, the yeah. England, England, <coughs> England were down a goal and only had ten men to try and snatch it. And I mean, you can't, like, I, I can't blame Trippier for pulling a, a muscle after, you know, right. in a game like that, but still, I mean, and how many minutes? at is Kyle Walker was out of position. Yeah, he was. And it should. Um... Otamendi reverted to Pellegrini Otamendi. Yep. <laughs> all, all the worst parts, none of the best. Um, Gundogan barely played for Germany if he played at all. I don't even remember him having an impact. Um, Bernardo Silva for Portugal. He has moments. Um, he, but he never really stood out because that team is Ronaldo. And if you're not bending your knee to Ronaldo, then you're not playing. Well, he'll play a lot more now. He will. Um, can we just a, a big screw you to all the Brazil fans who are getting on Fernandinho, by the way? Yeah, yeah. That's I was going to mention garbage. that earlier, so thank you for doing it. Absolute garbage. Ne- Neymar does nothing. People don't say anything. It's all, it's all about Fernandinho, Fernandinho, who they blame. Fernandinho mucks up one clearance, scores an own goal, and he needs to leave the country. 
Yeah, whatever, man. Like, the funny part is, is nobody even bothers to mention the fact that it was Vincent Company's header that went off Fernandinho. Like, it's, they act like Dino just put it in the net of his own volition. Like, you know, I'm going to make this game harder on us than it needs to be. Like, you know, what? Yeah. yeah. I mean, whatever, man. Whatever. I'm, I'm, I, you know what, man? This is, this is the thing for Fernandinho. I imagine it's got to be exhausting and at the same time uh, amazing because you're going to go from where you're taking all this racist crap in Brazil and you're coming back to Manchester where people are like we love you! Like, yeah. I mean <laughs> I just yeah. I, I don't know how it's all going to work out but yeah, I think, I, I think I, they'll I, be okay because he played in the 7-1 and he ended up okay and if you can survive that experience for Brazil then I think you can handle just about anything pretty much um, oh. David Silva Spain had a weird World Cup man I don't understand they won the Fair Play Award <laughs> what the hell that means they were the least 10 lives World Cup. Silva was, I feel like Silva was misused because they kept putting him in, like, positions to score, and I'm like, you don't use David Silva to score your goals. You oh, use him no. to create them. And you know what? So he was creating, too. He was, like, yeah, he was himself. Look, I, he, just, he didn't have as much influence over that team because there's, there's so many players in that Spanish team that can do similar things. Not as well, but they, they all sort of have similar aims. And especially when you look at that midfield, like I mean, a lot of East goes out there, he's doing the same damn thing. Yep. Um, and, 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 and Ines is out there trying to do the same damn thing. And they were letting those two for, and you know, I get why they were, but they were letting those two take on more of the creative role and shunting David Silva a little bit more forward. And I'm like, you guys I'm gonna, have this backward. Put a swap Isco and Silva. Let See, I would have swapped. I would have swapped Iniesta. Yeah, well, I mean, you could. <laughs> it's it's stupid how we're talking about Spain having just this embarrassment of riches that they can pick from to create and score goals, and yet they lost to Russia. Yeah, I don't know I don't how. Know, man. I don't know, man. Um, that covers the uh, the city contingent. We talked a bit about Aguero not getting it done for Argentina. Um. Then there's the players that didn't go. And there's the players that didn't go. And then there's Riyad Mahrez. Yes. Um, who also didn't go, but that's because Algeria weren't in it. But that means that City got that. Full credit um, to uh, to Cheeky here. He said, we're going to pay $60 million for Riyad Mahrez. Lester said, no, you're going to pay 75 Guess who ended up winning that battle? <laughs> yep. We, we even joked about it, too, yeah. And they the didn't have to include okay. Patrick Roberts or anyone else to get it done. They just 60 mil, flat rate. Here he is. Um, nice, Very nicely done, I think, by on City's part. They got exactly what they sought. They got it fairly timely. They got him in there for pretty much the start of preseason. Um, and very little drama, honestly. So... You know, full credit. And I think we talked about this uh, when we talked on the phone to plan this. Um, I think that we're going to see Bernardo Silva more essentially this year because he was bought as David Silva's heir apparent, not a winger. And that's going to free up space for Riyad Mahrez to play. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot of him. So, yeah. And I think it's a, it's a nice, you know, I've, I'm not like jumping up and down because, you know, I've... I've it's not. I don't dislike act it, like you've been there before. It's or not even that. I just you know, Riyad Mahrez is a hell of a player, but he's you know I've I've never been like I I oh my god Riyad Mahrez, um, I don't know why. It's not anything, but I'm I'm excited to see him play for City because I think it's going to be interesting to see him in a team where he's not surrounded by Mark Albrighton and, um. Jamie Vardy and other guys who aren't quite as technically skilled as yeah. the players that City have. Wasn't, uh, no, I don't think he was. I was about to say, wasn't Yannick Carrasco on that? And I'm like, no, I think he plays for Atletico. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see Riyad Mahrez in the team. Um, 
obviously he's a creator, he's a scorer, he can do a little bit of everything. He's been the PFA player of the year, so he's been really tested on, especially on a team that n- nobody was picking to win the uh, Premier League and, and who did so by 10 points. Um, you know, he and Jamie Vardy were, were pretty much the, the soul of that team. And, and uh, I mean, City City have been targeting him for a minute, and, you know, he wanted to leave Leicester last year. Leicester kind of hijacked the deal. And, it, you know, I, I mean, I don't understand this, because Leicester ended up giving City what they want anyway, and, and they just they frustrated a player on the way out the door, you know? And it's it's... Whatever Mares agrees to is, you know, he couldn't care less. The bigger the deal, usually the higher the wages, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, so I don't think Mares could necessarily care. But I mean, it just—it seemed weird that Lester opted to handle that way when, in the end, they literally got nothing that they wanted. It's so weird. Yeah, basically. Um, whereas Napoli bent us over, but you know. Yeah, I mean. That's Napoli for you. It's an Italian club, man. Like that's just impossible. I said this. I'm not going to dwell on this because, frankly, I just don't think it's worth the time and effort to. But it's not worth anger. Yeah, but all I will say is that Jorginho, you know, I I don't know if he was bullied into this like City are claiming or not, but either way, uh, he he's gone to a club that are probably about to sell their best player to Real Madrid that have no stability his beloved manager that he's coming along with probably won't last his entire contract um they're not in the champions league they're not good enough to win the title enjoy yourself (laughs) i mean that's what you want it sucks i i this was a move i really wanted to see city get done but you know, I'm back up on that Pep Guardiola trip, man. If they don't want to be he here, knows, like text. He knows what he's doing. Yep. We talked about maybe using using De Bruyne as as the uh, the deep midfielder. And, I and don't I, like that. And well, here's what I'll say. I you know I spent half of an entire game on Twitter just savaging Roberto Martinez for doing the same thing. So um, this might look silly, but I'm I'm gonna voice a really controversial opinion on here. And you might agree with me. I'm not sure. But if you don't, please, you know, put me on blast here. But my controversial opinion is, I think Pep Guardiola is a little better of a manager than Roberto Martinez is. Mm. It's, I mean, that's, that, that is a controversial opinion. And I don't know. We don't really have the stats to prove that going one way or the next. Yeah, I it's just a hard thing to prove there. But, um... You know, I think Guardiola. Go ahead. Okay, how do you see? I mean, my issue with it is, is that I mean, De Bruyne has got some good defensive ability. Like he's he's decent at it. I mean, but I don't know. I I feel like you have two deep lying playmakers in Fernandinho and Gundogan. Yeah. Why not just use the two I, of I think- them? I think we might be overthinking this because Fernandinho's got another year in him at least, um, and 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 it buys them another year to eventually find that heir apparent to Fernandinho, and I'm sure they'll get right on that. But I don't I don't think this is as urgent. It's it's not great for squad depth. It would have been nice to have that added depth, um, but 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 Fernandinho's still at the top of his game. He hasn't shown no signs of slowing down. So I don't think this is the end of the world, um, and I, I, if it's up to me, I would move De Bruyne. This is if I, I just think it's something he'll think about, and I think he'll use him as more sort of an aggressive role, pushing further up from that deep position than Martinez did when he used him as the deep the deep line midfielders. But you know, I would move him if it were up to me. If I didn't have to, and I wouldn't do it in a big game. Um, but you know, I just. City the problem up. with making that move is that Pep Guardiola likes to try it in a smaller game, and then when it does, he's like, all right, we're ready to take this to yeah. the next level. And, and then it doesn't like, work in a bigger like, game. Like how he, st- he stacks the midfield against Arsenal and Liverpool, and it messes everything up both times. Yep. Um, I mean... See, we knew what we were signing up for. The, I, I'm willing to make those trades for the 100-point season. I think that's... <laughs> 
It's it's something I, I'm willing to put up with. Yeah, I mean, there weren't too many too many sad days. It was really days. only the first the first leg at Liverpool that it he really messed them up. That was really the only game that I could point to and be like, "Yep, that's the game that Pep overthought." Yeah, I mean, even going to on-field in that first half of of just the league game, like when when they went up, you know, with three nothing, really quickly, and you're just like, like, all right, I know how this song ends. Yep. And, you know, City did pop back and score three and, and were looking for the fourth against an exhausted Liverpool team. But yeah. by that they point... They were so, yeah, you know, that's that's the game that's going to stick with me because it's what if they had allowed a Sané goal as it should have been allowed and suddenly going to halftime, it's 2-0. You need one more goal to level it up higher. I don't know. They might have still lost. They probably still would have lost. But, you know, it's 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 one of those what ifs. Uh, it always uh, will be. It always will be. But that's you know what Liverpool. It's very year. Yep. Um. So how should how should we conclude this? I think. Um. I I the, 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 we got preseason coming up like right on our tail here. Like there's a game in less than a week, and I'm going to it. I, I, how do you feel about that? Um, I'm excited. I'm not as excited as I would be because it's going to be uh, Mares, Sane, and the youth team. But, 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 but I'm you know, for those of us who live in the United States, um, you have to take your chances to see the team when they come. Beggars can't be choosers. We can't just go up to the Etihad for a good day out and see them. Um, so is it a shame that it's going to be, you know, Claudio Bravo, um, Imeric Laporte, Riyad Mahrez, um, and, and, and um, Leroy Sané, and then that's about it? Yeah, I, I wish we could see the rest of the team. But... It's a World Cup summer. You get what you get. I get to see them. I get to see the team. I get to see some of the players. I get to see Guardiola manage the team. Um, and that that enough. That's enough to make me excited. Um, I'm, I'm not expecting like a great run out or like an emphatic performance or anybody to really have it together. I'm just this is it's really for me about going for the experience and just saying you know I got to see them. Um, and I'll see, you know, it's not like this is the only chance in my life I'll ever get to see them, hopefully. Because um, they, 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 they hit the U.S., it seems like, every other year now. Um, so, it's... Th- there will be other chances, but, you know, I, I missed... They went they came to Pittsburgh a couple of years ago, and I was thinking about going, but some things came up, and I didn't go. And I, I just... I don't, I don't want to miss the opportunity again. Um, even if it's five senior players and the under 23s. I'm willing to live with that. Yeah, I uh <clears throat> I whiffed my chance to go see him last year. My yeah, back just wasn't, wasn't up to it. Yeah, wasn't that also not entirely your doing? <laughs> yeah, my back some, just some wasn't things up happened. to it. Yeah, a bunch of stuff happened and my back was just in massive amounts of pain and I just didn't want like I couldn't make the trip down there. It would have I think torn my back in two and uh yeah like i i would have just been miserable but uh, man i i i got my reward this season because yeah i mean a hundred point season like how do you even oh man imagine if guardiola tops it if they get like 105 or something i don't even know how that's possible uh, no. It's possible. Sure, because, it's possible. Yeah, that's 38 times 3. Math with American citizens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sure. 114 is the max, so it's possible. Oh, my goodness. I said this to you, and I'm just going to put this on the record now for disagreement and debate. Um, I, I think that there will be a step back domestically. Not a huge one. I think they'll still have every chance. Of, of winning the title, but I think that we'll, we'll see a bit of a step back, 
um, because I think that they're going to go all out for Europe this year. I'm not convinced by Klopp as as a manager. I think uh, I think Klopp is a system guy, and and his players just tend to make a lot of mistakes. He plays a very high risk, high reward style, and you see it in how. He can blow away a team like Manchester City and then go the next week and go to, like, why what was it, like, Watford or something and lose. Um, so. And it's crazy, too, because, you know, you, you look at Liverpool and people are like, oh, they're going to give Real Madrid problems. Nope. Yeah. Real Madrid won that game so comfortably it wasn't even funny. Like, they just smashed them. Just smashed them. You know, and you, and you watch them and, like, they take this huge lead against Roman, and they make the second leg interesting. Yeah, and I don't, I don't understand how they did it. It's just, I, I, from a neutral perspective, I enjoy watching Liverpool. His style is a lot of fun to watch, but it's also so risky, and it can drop a lot of needless points. Um, and I mean, we've obviously we've seen him win the Bundesliga, um, make the Champions League final, the Champions League final. I think he is a quality coach. And I think he makes team. I mean, he's obviously made Liverpool way better than the second he walked in the door. But I think there's a limit to his 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 ability. I do think there's some system to it, and I'm not gonna. You know, I don't know that. You know, it doesn't make you a bad thing. To he's do. not Mike Leach. Like no. he's he's not Mike Leach by any stretch no. of the imagination. He's, I, he's I, a very I, accomplished manager, and I remember when Liverpool fired, hired him. I thought that's a coup for them because at the time they were. Was looking at him as possibly a guy that I would, I would maybe might take at City. Because yeah, I, I want to like because you know when he became clear that he was going to become available from Dortmund was the uh, Pellegrini's second season in charge when they were losing to United late in the season. They needed that six match run to go on and just consolidate Champions League football. And I'm like, you know, if he's available, of course at the time we we knew that they weren't going to hire him because they knew that they were going to get Pep. So. Um, but, shortly after, shortly after he quit, so did Pep. And yeah, because yeah, I remember at the time they're like, well, maybe they'll. They, there were rumors that they were sack Pellegrini. They were going to look for a guy who could come in as basically a stopgap for one year. And I'm like, hmm, um, yeah, because they. I remember explicitly hearing at the time that they weren't interested in Klopp because they they weren't willing to commit long term to him. And I was, well, now we know why. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I, I'm 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 just I'm excited. There's not a lot else to say. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited too. Really, honestly, I am. I yeah. I think that this season uh, is going to be very interesting, man. It's going to be interesting in that Pep Guardiola, when he does this, statistically you expect him to drop off, but but he doesn't. He actually kind of gets better. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and, I mean, and he, I'm genuinely he, curious. Yeah, I mean, he won a lot in his first season at Barca. And then, you know, he didn't win the Champions League next year. But then the year after that, I would argue, you know, it was his one of his... Honestly, there's an argument to be made that his last Barcelona team was his best Barcelona team. They just didn't mm-hmm. win the Champions League. Or the or La Liga. Um you know, in terms of pure talent, he, I, I remember him saying that the best football that he ever played at Barca was the first half of the Champions League semifinal at the new Camp against Chelsea in a game that they ultimately lost. And frankly, having seen that game, I'm not dis- I'm not inclined to disagree with him. Um, but yeah, he, he, you know, his 2010-2011 team arguably was his best and most accomplished because that they were just a well-oiled machine. Um, and that was his third year in charge, and that's exactly where we're heading here. Well, he won two Champions Leagues. He did win two Champions Leagues. Um, and he probably should have won a third. Yeah. That Chelsea team was just... Yeah. Because if if they Barcelona do win that game, I do think they would have done Bayern Munich in the final. But, you know... That's but the they thing. didn't. That's the thing Alas. with Guardiola. There's like, you look at half his team, oh, they could have won it too. Um... But after I come back from Chicago, we should absolutely do a podcast, and t- I'll talk about my experience, um, take some questions, and we'll really get into us starting to look ahead to the season ahead. Yeah, I'm. Uh, 
I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see what uh, what comes out of this preseason. What we see uh, Guardiola doing with a guy like um, Riyad Mahrez, and I'm kind of interested to see if City have any other like side business that we're not expecting. You know, like Gundogan wasn't a guy I expected them to sign. Uh, some of these other like smaller names that you're like, oh, okay, that's a quality signing, but not somebody I expected City to get. We'll just see if those types of players are available. To <clears throat> City still needs some squad depth, I think, especially at that midfield. Yeah, I would like um, another midfielder. But I also, I, li- I don't want them to rush out and sign a guy just for the sake of it, too. No, but I think you can get a guy like a Kovacic or, you know, so on and so forth. Like, there are available dudes out there if you wanted them. Or you could just <laughs> even sign a stopgap guy. Like, what's Arturo Vidal doing these days, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just curious, you know? I mean, just something. I, I would like to see another cheeky, defender. A cheeky 50 million pound bid for Tiago. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I, I would, I would definitely like to see another defender and another midfielder. I mean, I, but I don't, I don't need them to be a huge name. Just yeah, another fullback would be nice. So they don't, not forced into relying on Fabian Delph just in case something else happens to Mendy. But pretty injury prone. Yeah, but we will see. Um, I know we didn't take questions again this time. We, I will definitely do that next time. I forgot. That's me. That's my bad. I didn't forget. I just figured who the hell was going to send them in. Yeah, no one knows we're do- when we do these things anymore. So, um, With that, that's about all I wanted to cover. If you have anything to add? No, man. I think we've talked about a, almost a, everything. A good day's work. So um, I'll be in Chicago this week. I will talk to you guys after that. We will do a podcast after that. Thanks for listening to the American Season Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at America Citizens and look us up on iTunes. We are still there. So, um, for Josh, I'm Gray. Thanks for listening. Have a great day, everybody, and have a great week. We'll talk to you again soon. Peace.